Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Yay, welcome to the C Word Podcast. It's that time of year again where no one's sure what day of the week it is or if they can safely eat the Christmas ham sitting idly in the fridge. Blissful confusion. It's also a time for a bit of healthy reflection. And whilst I'm a bit more inclined to look forward rather than back, It's a good idea to understand, I think, what can shape the things that you do in the future. And by looking back, maybe you get that perspective. I think you get that perspective. So whilst we're in that Christmas New Year hiatus, I'm going to do a bit of reflecting of my own and share it with you here on today's podcast. Now, this is personal to me. You might be able to relate and take food for thought from some of this Or it might just inspire you to do some reflections of your own. I think the most important thing out of doing this is to let it shape what you might do more or less of. It's definitely not about beating yourself up for not getting around to sorting out your medicine cabinet or throwing out your out-of-date spices for the third year in a row. This is about my bigger, deeper reflections. And it's not just my tips and lessons. Look, I could talk about how reels improve your reach, but not necessarily your long-term engagement and don't eat the yellow snow. Or that trust is inferred and earned. It's not the job of your copywriter. Putting the word trust in your copy doesn't mean that you get people's trust. (laughs) I have got hundreds of snarky snippets and insights. But what I'm sharing in this episode are the bigger things that are personal to me and will influence and inform my decision-making, and hopefully my behaviours next year. So let's dive into it. I've got nine things to share with you because, you know what? Lesson number one, things don't always come in threes, or even in even numbers. Now, the first thing that I have reflected on and really taken to heart over the course of 2022 is that community is key. And I've probably spoken about this before on the podcast. I do talk about it a fair bit. And I think I've always intuitively lent into community. I love building relationships with people. I love having really close working relationships with my clients. But let's say maybe I hadn't formalized it in my own mind as much as I intend to going forward. Because I just think community is so important for that sense of belonging, for connection, but also getting feedback, particularly in a business sense. And it's also so important to growth. In my opinion, it is the most important thing for growth, building the right community around you. The second thing is, You don't have to surround yourself with a team. You just need to price yourself well and work smart, not hard necessarily. So having a team or the illusion of it is not an indicator of success. So team comes with lots of great pluses. 
It can build your business skill set and expand that. It can support you and free you up in your business. And potentially it can increase your capacity, which can therefore increase your revenue potential. But it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants a team because there are also some cons. There's a cost involved in having a team. There is a level of responsibility that comes with that. And there's a level of energy that goes into managing and developing a team. So all I'll say here is it's up to you, but you shouldn't feel the pressure of the hype. Because very often when people talk about my team or having a team, and I put that in inverted commas, it's just people that have partnered with others to outsource tasks in their business, to do temporary things like Facebook ads. Very often, I think the illusion that is created when you're looking at the uh, highlight reel of social media is that, oh, my team this, and I'm talking about my team, and I've met with my team. And actually, it's not a team as you and I know it. It's a broader community, let's say, a partnership or a outsourcing arrangement for people to come in and support you in your business. And that's different because that doesn't necessarily come with the responsibilities, the cost commitments, and sometimes essentially the risk that goes with building a team. So that's something I very often felt the pressure. I'm often asked, why haven't you got a big team? Why haven't you got lots of designers working with you? And I've just never felt inclined to do that. But I felt that somehow not having a team was the last piece in the puzzle to my success as a business owner. But this year, I've just come to realize that it's not necessary for me. It's not something I want. And therefore, it's just not something I'm going to do, not ever. The third thing for me is obligation is the killer of joy. (laughs) Does it bring you joy? No, if it's just obligation, then frankly, don't do it. So what I mean by this is it's important to do things because you want to, not because you feel obliged to, or you feel a sense of duty. Being able to say no and say no to yourself and this feeling of, well, I have to, or well, I should do, I think is really important. It's a really important part of letting go. So don't get me wrong. You can accept and feel grateful when someone does something for you or with you, but it doesn't mean you have to return the favor. Now, you can take what you want from this. I think some people might think, well, oh, you should always, you know, one good turn deserves another. But I think there's a huge amount of pressure that then comes with that. I think in people's personal lives as well as in business, this feeling that, oh, well, they invited us over or they gave us this or they did this for us. And now I feel this pressure to return the favor. Yes, when the opportunity comes up and you want to and it's appropriate, of course, you can do something nice in return. But I suppose what this comes down to is not doing something with the expectation that you're going to get something back and not necessarily receiving something and putting the pressure on yourself that you've got to give it back. For me, I think it's been important to accept that just because someone does something for you or with you in life or business, you don't owe them anything. You don't owe that client the next project. You don't owe someone a testimonial. Now, it is a fine line. You might feel good about doing something positive for someone else. But I think the key is you don't have to do it out of obligation. Because I think when that pressure arises, when you feel that pressure to do things, it's not good for our well-being. 
It's about you making a choice that's right for you. And that's an important one for me. I'm letting go of my sense of obligation and duty because I don't think it serves me. Now, the next thing that I've reflected on as I've looked back on 2022 is that hard and happiness are not mutually exclusive. If things are hard, doesn't mean you can't be happy. If you feel happy, it doesn't mean that some things won't still be hard. There's a ruse that's being played on us. It's a pandemic that is being perpetuated by some of the users of social media. And it's this idea that if you're doing it right, it will feel easy. So by definition, if it feels hard, then you're doing it wrong. Now, if things feel so hard that they burn you out, then that's not good. But if you're challenging yourself regularly, that's okay. There's a difference between challenging yourself, looking to do new things, hard things, and breaking yourself and burning yourself out. Sometimes or often, actually, you need to do hard things to get what you want. And hard things can lead to happiness. They're not the antithesis of happiness, Because hard isn't necessarily horrible either, right? Again, those two concepts are not the same thing. Hard is just hard. When something feels hard, it just means you're learning something new. Not that you're putting your life, your financial security, your well-being on the line. It's okay for things to feel hard. And to some extent, it's necessary. And like I said, hard things can lead to happiness. Again, I don't want to subscribe to this idea that unless it feels easy, then it's somehow not good for me or I'm not successful because I'm having to do hard things. It's simply not true. The two are not mutually exclusive. In fact, in the coming year, I'm going to seek out the hard things. I'm going to do more of the hard things. The next thing for me is that I talk a lot about intuition and I have, I feel a strong sense of intuition. I would go so far as to say that my intuition is my superpower. And I also think that intuition as a whole is highly underrated across the board by everyone. For me, every time I don't listen to my intuition, I am proven right in the sense that it turns out I should have listened to my intuition, that I was pushing it away, that I was ignoring it. Now, that might also be the benefit of hindsight or confirmation bias even. But it feels like I didn't go with my gut. So very often when something goes awry, and I think I knew that, I had said that to myself. There had been a little niggle that I shouldn't have done that or I should have said that or I should have pushed for that and I didn't. And almost without exception, with hindsight, I go, I should have listened to my intuition. I should have listened to that niggle. So for me next year, I am going to listen to my gut even more and I need to find a way of doing that. The next thing for me is that telling people what to do is actually the easy part of being in a service business, but helping people find the right way for them is so much harder. And this is such an important one for me and has been a big, like a major pivot point this year. 
I have spent a lot of years being a consultant and telling people what's right for their business based on a combination of that insight, but also my intuition. So in working with people as a brand consultant, very often I am directing them or educating them on what the right solution is for them and for their business. But as a coach and a mentor, sharing what I know is only part of my job. Now I've coached, I've mentored my clients in some ways, but it's never been the biggest focus of my business. Being the consultant, being the the person with the answers has been much more the focus for me. But now I focus much more of my energy on helping people to ask themselves, maybe to reflect on and to answer the right questions so that they can make the decisions and choose the direction that works for them. So I'm not the holder of the answers. I'm the guide helping people to find the answers. And it's a shift and it's a shift that I love, but it is a shift. And it's one that I... I'm embracing and leaning into again much more next year. The next thing for me is that it's okay to take a break, but maybe just don't disappear forever. (laughs) I've had a few big breaks this year, particularly from posting on socials. And whilst I probably know on reflection that I would have kept much more momentum in my business if I hadn't, maybe... I just needed those breaks. They came at times when I was doing hard things, when I was doing new things, and I needed the headspace, and therefore I took it. But it didn't mean I stopped completely, and it didn't mean I didn't come back to it, because I did. But I took the breaks when I needed to. And to be honest with you, Instagram carried on as normal without me. What a shock. (laughs) Shock horror. Instagram doesn't need me after all. But the point is, is that it's okay to take a break. And actually going back to intuition, when something's telling you to take a break, do it because you know what? The world keeps on turning and you can go back to it when you're ready. Just like I said, don't disappear forever. And finally, and I think this is a super important one for me, is that you should always challenge what you think you know, because your mindset in the moment is probably skewing things. So when you start to say to yourself, that won't work, I tried that, but that won't work for me because something unique to you that doesn't apply to the other millions of people that it's working for, I don't want to, can't, won't do that because some reason that doesn't really stand up to rational debate. It's all of that stuff that you tell yourself that you think you have the answer, that you think you know, or that doesn't work for me because I've tried that before and it didn't work for these reasons. Whenever you have those kinds of feelings where you think you know, always reflect and question yourself or scrutinize it in the context of your mindset because it's healthy to challenge and dissect and rethink what you have already decided in your mind, you've established in your mind as the accepted way of thinking. To challenge that on a regular basis is a good thing because I promise you very often those conclusions that you've come to are being skewed by 
your beliefs, how you think about yourself, what you're afraid of, what feels hard to you. And when you constantly challenge what you think you know, then very often you can move yourself forward in ways that you didn't realize. And that's a big one for me. I very often start a conversation where it's something I feel uncomfortable about doing, don't really want to do, feel hard with, oh, but I already know that won't work. But what I've come to learn is it's my mindset very often, my context saying that, but it might not necessarily be true. So those are my reflections on 2022. And they are all things that will be guiding my 2023, what I do in terms of my aspiration setting, what I do in terms of the aims and the actions that I want to take. They are the things that will guide me into next year. They're the things I want to do more of or do less of in some cases. And it's been really great to just reflect on those things, to look back at a whole year and think to myself, big picture, what have I learned? What have I learned most importantly about myself that I can take forward into who I want to be next year? Oh, now before you go, if like me, you're starting to think about 2023, you're starting to think about what you might want to achieve next year, you're not quite ready because let's be honest, we're still in... Christmas mode, we're still in festive season, but if you're starting to think about it, I have got something awesome for you that's starting on the 30th of January, which is great timing. Hopefully most of the kids have gone back to school and you can just start focusing on your year. So we're going to spend a few days, starting on Monday the 30th of January, really just setting your intentions and then putting them into action for the year. So we'll start with a reset, we'll audit your business performance and how you felt about it in 2022 and we'll use my six key checkpoints for that. Then we'll start to articulate your vision, your aspiration for the coming year in a simple, succinct way. This is all about being simple and uncomplicated. We'll start to think about your inspiration for the year. What might your word for 2023 be, which for me is your beacon for the year ahead and then we'll start to define your focus a crystal clear uncluttered quarterly ambition along with monthly aims to keep you on task and avoid the overwhelm and finally we'll get into doing the framework to plan your week by week actions to move you forwards one decisive step at a time so that's what we're doing in january I would love you to join me. Please come and join me because you know what? It's kind of boring setting intentions on your own. It's nice to do it with other people in a framework to guide you. So head over to www.beckhughes.com forward slash one to sign up for that challenge. We'll do it over a week and it'll be about 30 to 40 minutes a day over four days. And then we'll have a little Q&A on the last day. This challenge is based on my rule of one framework approach to intention setting because I think goal setting traditionally is a little bit complicated. It's a bit of a headache and we set them and then don't stick to them. So what I want is a really simple framework so you can get lots of stuff done and really move things forward in 2023. So come and join me because that's what we're doing in Jam. So enjoy what's left of 2022. And I hope you're looking forward to a little bit more Christmas ham if it's still holding up its end of the bargain. 
and you're looking ahead to an amazing, awesome 2023. Have a great week. And as always, I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.